welcome back to the Talking Barefoot podcast. Today we have an extremely exciting group of folks for you to hear from. Uh, we have Adarsh and Joey from the Blue Pilgrims, uh, Indian football's biggest group of fans, founded in 2017, around the time the Under-17 World Cup was being held in India. Uh, they are a truly egalitarian support structure for the Indian football teams, which includes the men's, women's and all other age groups uh, that play for the national teams. Uh, they are not affiliated to any clubs and they are more in the national centric sense uh, they as as you might have guessed already the name is obviously inspired from the blue tigers who are your indian footballers uh, and for the blue pilgrim this going to the stadium and supporting the indian team uh, is considered a pilgrimage for them uh, and with them we have also mehul our in-house football expert so we'll straight get into it um joey and others can you tell us about the idea behind forming uh organization as exceptional as the blue pilgrims uh, hi this is joey from blue pilgrims uh so the idea behind of formation of blue pilgrims was basically you know just to um unite supporters across the country to you know support the national team which lacked a proper supporters group uh, who were present at all points of time to support the national team so uh, of course at that point of time the football culture in india had already started to gain momentum and we had supporters clubs across the country for the teams that were already there we had supporters clubs for bangalore we had supporters clubs for east, uh, east bengal mumbai and all the other ones which were prominent almost quite prominent at that point of time but there was something lacking for the national team in the sense that you know there was one unified voice which could speak um you know if something went wrong or if something went uh, well so that was the main purpose of starting blue pilgrims you know uniting people from all over the country under one banner and uh, supporting the national team because till then you know the support for the national team has been extremely sporadic in the sense that you know there have been high numbers in certain cities there have been not so high numbers very negligible numbers when india has been playing so we wanted to sort of stabilize that that pattern and you know have some sort of a fixed uh, support whenever india plays and at all levels not just for the senior team but also for the women's team and also for the junior team we started with the under 17 world cup yeah, so, yeah. talking about the under 17 world cup I, you came into being around that time and of course what a historic moment the fact that india is competing in a fifa world cup and there was no better time to actually establish the blue pilgrims as they were i would want to ask you um, i read an interview uh, of chelsea's callum hudson odoi and he said obviously he was with the english uh, team and he said that he was absolutely appalled at the fact that so many indians were pouring into the stadiums i mean he did not expect india to be such a football crazy nation which they portrayed uh, themselves to be in that under 70 world cup and obviously it was uh, like i said a historic occasion and that's where the indian fans wanted to uh you know support the national team but the fact that tens of thousands of supporters are coming in watching 15 16 17 year old boys i mean were you as a group as blue pilgrim surprised at the kind of support uh the indian fans were giving to these uh, kids in the under 70 world cup i think um, you know of course i mean there is an element of surprise because india has never seen such uh, sustained crowds over an entire tournament before and i think uh, more of it like if you divide the effect of this particular tournament some of it will be because of the big ticket event that it was but also some of it was because you know the football public in india have been deprived of uh, quality football and they chose to 
view it even if it was for a junior level and they in their minds they perceived it at something which is big and something which was not under 17 per se but they treated it as something which is a big ticket event so if england was playing it was england playing not really england under 17s they were playing if brazil was playing it was brazil playing you know uh, this this experience comes from comes from watching the match in uh, in calcutta because you know like you would see the same kind of emotions of the brazilian fans you know brazilian fans have a huge fan base and brazil has a huge fan base in calcutta so it same it's the same emotion and the same um, thing that we would see in the lanes during the world cup when brazil played um in the bylanes of calcutta you would see on the faces of the people who were watching an under 17 uh, tournament where they were seeing kids who may or may not make it to the senior team you know in 5 6 years years time so yeah i think people really grabbed that opportunity to watch football remember there was this insane fight over tickets for the semi final and uh, it was so difficult to get tickets but like eventually you know i managed to get tickets and it was just an amazing experience i've never you know witnessed anything like that in my life adarsh i would want to ask you uh, one thing like i think we're doing this podcast coincidentally on the 30th anniversary of that monumental goal when india scored against colombia i would want to ask you what was it like for the blue pilgrims to witness that i mean what was the experience in that stadium to be there watching these young kids play for the uh, i think as someone uh, who was not in the stadium at that time because i joined blue pilgrims only after that so uh, as an indian football fan i felt really really happy because it's obviously a very uh, monumental occasion when someone scores uh, a goal in the fifa world cup and especially when it's the first ever fifa world cup that india is playing in and also hosting so yeah that was surely an amazing feeling and talking about how the fans felt inside the stadium i think joey would be better off answering this question yeah i'll take it from there it was insane i mean there are certain moments in in your life which you remember and whenever you think about it it sends shivers down your uh, spine the reason why is uh, because you know at that point of time you know blue pilgrims was practically just a name you know just a name which was given to a group of supporters that were there and there was no organization as such there was no coordination or i mean there was a bit of it but like it was still you know in a very planning phase and uh, to have you know people who did not know each other you know just jump and you know hug each other and start crying there were i saw this girl she was she was 19 or 20 i think so and and that's the first time i saw you know a girl watching football so f- focused you know in, in, inside the stadium i mean i've seen women inside the stadium in calcutta but outside calcutta you know i i've not like it might be my you know misconception because i haven't watched in that at that point of time i hadn't watched football in a lot of places other than calcutta so you know the, for the first time in my life i was seeing this girl you know she was glued to the match for like you know the entire duration of the match and when they scored when india scored you know i just my eyes turned to her and she was crying you know and i've never written, i mean i've never seen anything like that you know like that was one of the most striking moments in my life you know that that's when i believe that you know like uh, we have so much of potential you know to develop a fan culture but we were unable to uh, you know do so for so many years and the fact that we have blue pilgrims as a platform today to be able to you know cultivate that for so many people who want to express themselves as supporters of indian football is um, is is a good thing right and uh, if you're if you're that girl who was watching that match and you remember crying then just dm joey is available to your instagram <laughs> uh, but all kidding aside um 
when you talk of fan culture right um there is this very distinct aspect in india where because of the european leagues and other leagues being as strong as it is uh there are fans who support clubs outside and they support teams outside but they really don't know much about the indian football scene uh, which must be quite annoying as uh, fans of the national team because uh, that's something that i feel very often you people don't know the names of the football players you ask them who is the midfielder in the team and they won't know who it is but they'll know everything about the premier league uh, so what are your thoughts about that and how, what are the ways in which you're trying to like sort of move them to become more local uh as well as remain global you know i think uh, you know you were right in a way and you're also wrong in a way and we and i was right in a way and i was also wrong in a way and most people in india are right in a way and also wrong in a way so the thing is the way we have approached them so far has been wrong okay so you need to understand the root of the cause of not liking indian football you know there has to be you have to rationalize and think okay why do these people not like indian football is it not because they like football they love football but why do they not like indian football and then you come to the situation where you realize after so many years of fighting and thinking that okay they are not you know people who love the country they are not people who have enough time for the country and so and so and you come to a point where you realize that everybody is uh, an indian in their own way and it doesn't mean just because they don't come to the stadium to watch indian football makes them any less of an indian because they have might be having other ways to express their nationality you know their identity as an indian so they might be feeling strong stronger with some other source of identity which uh, maybe something like you know i support chelsea from india so that might be stronger you know instead of i am an indian chelsea fan that doesn't take away the fact that he's still an indian chelsea fan he might be a chelsea fan but like an indian chelsea fan so you know that is where the psychology uh, comes into play and uh, this is something which we realized that in a, in a very later stage that uh, there is no way you can change somebody by forcing somebody to think something either they feel it by themselves or you embrace what they are and they and and and, and you get them in the fold and teach them you know how it works so and that is the thing which we have been doing for some time that is what blue pilgrims have been doing for a long time but we didn't realize that, that is what we were doing for example we can say with confidence that at least 20% to 25% of our, of our of our supporters um are not originally from indian supporters clubs okay they don't belong to any um particular supporters group they might be liking an indian club they might be following an indian club or you know but they definitely not are regulars they definitely are not people who you know uh, watch a lot of indian football they might be having some interest here and there you know but now you know that 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 demographic is also changing we must say with with the incoming um, you know with ism and you know the better product being created which is a, a better product eventually and uh, that is changing but before when we began you know it still isl was still a league which uh, no one really knew about i mean it was still big but it was not something which you know everybody were very comfortable with especially because you know with the uh, with uh, it being so short and you know and all of that you know there were a few eyes with the big players coming in and everything but you know that was just like you know a promotional campaign which not many people remember after they left right so yeah i mean i think it's is is easy to embrace because you know people like others for example he was first a chelsea fan before he became 
um, an Indian football fan. Uh, we were born in in a city which you know threw to our face East Bengal and Mohan Bagan, and we had to choose when we grew up, right? We did not have the option of you know not seeing East Bengal and Mohan Bagan and then choosing something else. I mean, there are people in Calcutta who still have that option, but you know, I mean, for me, you know, like I was born in a, in a Bengal family, and you know, I had that I did not have that option of not choosing East Bengal. So throwing that into my face, and then of course, like for a, for a long period of time, I I grew up supporting East Bengal, and then then I. Then I found West Bromwich Albion, and I, and I stopped supporting. Uh, I didn't stop supporting East Bengal, but East Bengal just took a back seat. Like I still, East Bengal was in my heart, and uh, it doesn't mean I stopped supporting Indian football or East Bengal. But like West Bromwich Albion took took precedence, and uh, for a long time, I you know was so involved in West Bromwich Albion, and then you know, and things changed, and again I came back to you know supporting Indian football and you know like cultivating Indian football because I developed a different sort of interest from it. So. Every fan has their own story, so it's it's very difficult to pinpoint and identify and categorize them into one group. Saying, "Okay, you're a European supporters fan, and uh, you're an Indian football fan, and you're good, you're bad." That's not how it works. You need to identify what is the root cause of 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 their disinterest, and then you need to embrace that and look for ways to change, you know, um, their perception. And, and this change, whatever is in your hands. I mean, there are certain things which you can't change, like the quality of football, which will never happen overnight. But there's something which I say to every Blue Pilgrims fan boy, and something which I say to all Indian football fans, that there are two reasons why people come to the stadium. I mean, primarily, one is the quality of the atmosphere, and one is the quality of the uh, football. So if you can't change the quality of the football overnight, you can definitely change the quality of the atmosphere in five years. And if you can do that, you'll automatically see your user base growing by you know uh, a considerable amount which from a cycle attracts more investment and better players and you know more advertising and everything and also improves the quality of the of, of the of the game at at, at at certain point of times so yeah i've been doing a lot of fan study in terms of uh, fan culture and f- how fandom starts in various kinds of fans so uh, what i've observed is that at least 75% of fans pick up a club or pick up a team because they were impressionable at a certain age so it might have been a manchester united sipper that they got at the age of 10 or maybe a david beckham worldy that they saw sometime on tv and that's when they picked it up so right now the problem in indian football is that you don't see a fc goa or a mumbai city fc or an east bengal or mohan bagan going to schools and engaging in community activities or any any way to actually reach out to the public so when the the people are actually impressionable in the, in their teenage in their young when they are in 600 700 there is no exposure at all to what is happening in the indian football circuit but at the same time when you have the premier league next gen games the clubs make it a point to make a visit to multiple colleges and schools across mumbai so now what is happening is everyone who is studying at St. Xavier's knows that there's some some club called Chelsea. But at the same time, if an FC Goa is participating in the same tournament, they could have adopted a similar strategy where they are basically exposing themselves to a wider audience and then getting their attention. In Indian football, this has been lacking a lot because every child grows up having a Manchester United sipper or a Chelsea jacket or some or the other thing that directly links him to a country that is outside India and it has no connection at all to Indian football. Yeah, I think that's that's uh, that's a valid point, but it's again, it's like a one-on-one uh, thing. It doesn't take into account the multiple effects of it. 
you know so it's like x or y it's binary it's not actually binary the thing is that even if you fc goa starts um for example investing into schools and enter schools at an early age okay um and at the same time chelsea comes in after two years so kids will eventually choose right so there's nothing called the first move advantage so if fc goa comes in early or chelsea comes in later there's not it doesn't guarantee you that the kid who's growing up will become an fc goa supporter is is will be a more invested fc goa supporter than a more invested chelsea supporter right it will definitely create some sort of impressions you know which will make the kid you know be aware of fc goa will also make the kid be aware of chelsea but eventually when it comes to choosing if it has to be on um on the effects of competition or all the effects of uh, you know like like we say utility in economics which you know you have limited time constraints and you and you choose to maximize the time constraint with you know uh, the thing that gives you the most utility you would obviously choose chelsea so there are multiple factors that play and one of the factors is how your parents are for example in calcutta you know the strength of a manchester united supporter like if you notice some social media accounts i don't know if you guys noticed there is certain intrinsic uh, identifiers as to how this actually pans out so if you if you look at uh, social media accounts where people generally express their fans you know express uh, you know the fans the uh, express the clubs that they support and if you look at the order in which they write it okay that is a very important clue of what is more important to them the design of the sentence for example in calcutta you will see east bengal first and then manchester united and then brazil and then maybe germany or whatever it is or india or whatever it is okay but if you look at any other uh, part of india okay the design is different you will see maybe manchester united then west bengal blues or manchester united and then west coast brigade or something like that that is the design so the thing is there is a lot of things which come into play when you know uh, when you're growing up as a kid trying to understand what what is influencing you what is not influencing you and uh, these are things which are very personal and you can't really identify but it's of course like read extensive research and uh, you need to not not just behavioral research you need to do proper psychological understanding you know economic conditions a lot of multifaceted you know research we has to go behind understanding what what influences fans yeah totally like joy i understand that it's it's very gray but my only point is that if there is that level of exposure that happens at any point in time okay in 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 a person's life that is what is important because you don't want to reach a phase where where someone is 20 years old and he doesn't know there is a local club in any city so just to summarize what the two of you have been uh, discussing i think uh, when you say it's a multifaceted thing it probably is it like all things in life there is no probably one cause for uh, growing the fan culture but uh, it's also interesting to note that the marketing is probably not as good as it should be um and this is a long term project right uh, it's supposed to be a long term project at least because it's not going to happen in the next 10 20 years like you're saying but from all of that my most important thing that i've uh, found most intriguing was the uh, conversation around kolkata or calcutta however you want to call it uh if didi is listening in we say kolkata right uh, but for the rest of you anything is fine uh, the idea is about mohan bagan and east bengal in that space right in kolkata the city of joy city that loves football um this thing is bred from the family right um but 
and the difference is so strong because i live in west bengal for i've lived here for a really long time in my life so i, I see this right uh, i've watched a game in kanchenjunga stadium in siliguri where uh, east bengal and mohan bagan fans have gone quite nuts and they almost broke out into a riot and all that so blue pilgrims have done something quite fantastic with this difference also because they've brought these two clubs together the fans together and you had that entire scenario right i think you should tell us more about that because i think that might serve as an inspiration to a lot of people listening in yeah so when we started blue pilgrims uh, we you know obviously missed out on a fundamental problem which was uh, rivalry so when we started uh, blue pilgrims we obviously thought that, okay everybody's going to function on national pride and uh, national integrity and national unity and all of that but the problem is india is so different and there are so such intrinsic differences in culture behavior and um, across states that you know this concept of unity doesn't really work and this is something which we observed over a period of 2 years before we decided to change it because you know initially it was west block blues wonderpara east bengal ultras mohan bagan mainas vs caps and all of that and there was some sort of a latent power struggle which was going on because everybody is big all of these groups are big and when you have big groups forming coming together to form another big group it 99% of the time it doesn't work because it it comes down to the power struggle of whose idea should be implemented and uh, you know uh, who's got the, who's got the more weight in in deciding what's happening so and that was causing a lot of roadblocks for us to operate and uh, you know especially we came to a point where we realized that this was not working when we entered calcutta and to be honest you know and we could not blame it also because it was because of the historical rivalry which we cannot bypass you know and uh, apart from the historical rivalry there are, there are new rivals rivalries too like kerala blasters and west block blues manjapara manjapara and west block blues and even you know, west block blues and east bengal ultras and all of this and these were causing our you know like these rivalries was causing people to stay away and you know for organization to run you cannot please 50 people and at the same time so it's better not to please anyone at all right so we decided to change the structure and the reason why we did it is for the simple fact that when we need to support india we need to focus on only one thing which is supporting india if we have other things coming into the picture then we lose focus on the one thing which matters more which is supporting india realize one thing which is very important to understand you know despite uh, the fact that you know blue pilgrims is independent of any supporters club today is that these people who run the clubs at uh, run the fan clubs at 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 the local level like for example mariners space camp is bengal ultras west block blues uh, west coast brigade so and so so and so so and so uh, they do it on a weekly level day in day out they are invested into the system where uh, they have to look after uh, the interests of themselves and also of, of the club that they support and we on the other hand we do it you know five times a year six times a year so their effort their investment is a lot more right and it's a lot you know what do you say uh, and 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 we we are no one to question them because they have done it and proven it right so to question them and tell them that go against the ethos for the sake of the nation is also not right from our part 
right? So we decided to, you know, it's it's easier to just give people the choice of choosing what is necessary for that moment. You know, we've never said that, okay, if you join Blue Pilgrims, it, does, it doesn't mean you're not an East Bengal fan or a Mumbai Bengal fan, right? We've told you that at that point of time, it's up to you to decide whether you want to sit with us or you don't want to sit with us. If you don't want to sit with us, it still doesn't make you less of an Indian or an Indian football fan. But if you want to sit with us, you're welcome to sit with us and, you know, we embrace you. Whoever you are, we don't ma- it doesn't matter. So this was what we, the approach we went into with uh, in Calcutta. So uh, the whole point was that initially we were always uh, an association of uh, multiple fan clubs across India and by that what we meant is that our operations and our presence would be uh, you could say made relevant or magnified by the help that we get from all these fan clubs. Now the problem was that since there is so much rivalry in between Mohan Bagan and East Bengal fans, when the time came when we got to know there's a match going on in Kolkata which would happen uh we we got to know that there was resistance from both the sides like mohan bagan fans wouldn't want to join the movement because east bengal fans were there and uh, like vice versa so that's when we uh, decided that why not change our approach from being an association of fan clubs to being a collaborative effort so right at that moment what we decided is blue pilgrims is not a coming together of let's say west coast brigade west block blues gore army and so on and so forth it is actually a coming together of every Indian living in this country who supports Indian football. So that way, you won't call yourself a Mohan Bagan supporter or an East Bengal supporter when you are in that stadium supporting the Blue Tigers. It's just that you are a Blue Pilgrim or you are an Indian football fan. Yeah. About coming together as one, I mean, that happened at a significant moment uh, when... Sunil Shetri came out and, you know, he had a entire social media plea calling out uh, Indian football fans to support the team. I think it was the Intercontinental Cup. So, like, to for him to come out and say, obviously, it's, you know, uh, it drives you, it makes you more passionate about it, but that shouldn't be happening in the first place. But still, I mean, obviously, the bandwidth of Indian football is extremely low but it's increasing every year but it's still very low but you guys absolutely captured that and you guys went and really uh, the attendances in those games really surged and you had those T4s coming out so I mean what was the rationale behind it how did you go about it what did you plan in those times so in Mumbai I think it was fairly simple because you know at that point of time it was still new and we did not have that many um supporters who knew about Blue Pilgrims, I think it was the third tournament we were attending after uh, under-17 World Cup, uh, World Cup and then Goa, India versus Myanmar and then Intercontinental Cup in Mumbai. So yeah, the first game was you know pretty simple, like there was no plan, there was no plan to do any T4 Blue Pilgrims, I never done T4 before, we had done a few banners but uh, you know, the plan was to just go and support the national team and we hoped as many people as they would turn up would be good for us, you know, we were not expecting more than you know, half the stadium to turn up anyways. But then, you know, something incredible happened and uh, Sunil Chetri sent out a message. And for the first match, we were at 2,500 people. But I think in the, in the second match onwards, uh, it was crazy. I think I think Adosh is the better person to, uh, you know, speak about this because he's, he's from Mumbai. Uh, I think uh, it was pretty good for a start because... That was my first experience as an Indian football fan and as a Blue Pilgrims member. 
uh, I still remember, uh, you know, those are like those 10 days that you have in your life, you want to relive again and again, like, uh, and it came at a very, uh, you could say, uh, a very good point in my life because I just got done with my graduation and I, I had around 15, 20 days to just roam around and, you know, have fun. And then just the feeling of being with all of these guys, like being together. And at that time, uh, my first experience, it was like, nobody cares which city are you from. If you're, if you're coming to support Indian football and the Blue Tigers, nothing else matters. And I became friends with Joey. I became friends with a lot of people from Goa, from Pune, from Bangalore. And uh, in fact, there were instances when we used to share rooms and just, you know, crash at each other's place. So uh, Blue Pilgrims has inculcated that culture as well. And I think all of it started in Mumbai. Joey might correct me if it uh, started before that. But that was the first moment when I truly felt that we are gelling together as a, you know, what do you say, a community, a fan club of sorts. Uh, the experience was really good because after the Sunil Chetri appeal video that went viral, we ran short of tickets. That was the worst part of that, uh, you know, trend that happened. But somehow we managed to get into the stands and uh, we even had a lot of, you could say, YouTube celebrities and all of these guys trying to come there and, you know, be a part of the stands and uh, in a way try and show it on the social media. Everybody was so together in that moment. And I remember even in the first game, the crowd was disappointing because we were around 300, 400 people, max to max. But even then, that stand, the general stand four in Mumbai Football Arena, it was loud. Like when I say loud, it's a caps lock loud that, you know, the players were happy to see us. I could see the sense of happiness on their faces, but still the fact that the rest of the stadium was empty was a bummer. And that's what maybe, you know, forced Sunil Chetri to make that video. It's a shame that he had to do it. But uh, I'm pretty sure that it's like a start of a revolution of sorts when people started taking it seriously. And maybe uh, a lot of people did come there to be a part of the trend to maybe show it off on the social media that, you know, I am in the stadium, I am supporting the Blue Tigers, just like Sunil Chetri asked me, just like Virat Kohli asked me. But in the end, it was important that we touched base with a lot of people and we made friends with a lot of people who then ended up supporting the Blue Tigers more and more in the times to come. I want to ask you, like, now when you're a group of ultras, of course you want to voice your opinions as a collective and you also exhibited some harsh truths in those intercontinental games you you had banners uh, protesting against the AFF protesting against the FSDL uh, about the ISL about the I league i mean what was that about and what were you trying to uh, you know reach out to them why were you doing that and what was the entire so, conversation yeah, first of that? all you know just to make it clear we are not ultras we are supporters um Ultras is a very uh, different concept and it's beyond our scope. The Ultras culture is a very uh, well-defined culture and when you don't follow the definition of Ultras culture, you're not really Ultras. I mean, you have to follow some intrinsic, intrinsic styles and patterns and behaviors and, you know, um, dress codes, which we cannot follow in India or anywhere in Asia. So anybody who calls us Ultras is, you know, just to correct them, we're not Ultras, we're supporters, you know, fanatical supporters. But that's the word for it, fanatical supporters. So um, the protest, or more, a lot of people call it the protest, but we actually, you know, don't look at it as a protest. We say that, you know, we were asking questions. Okay, so we don't want to come across as someone who just creeps about everything because we don't. 
you know, our duty is to ask questions when something is wrong and at the same time support the team. So nothing would have to do with the team in, uh, on that day. We, in fact, when the banner was launched and everything was done, you know, we that day we sang for 90 minutes and that's probably the best performance we've given as Blue Pilgrims uh, in Indian football. We've never done a 90-minute marathon chant, you know, uh, chant session. We've done quite long chants, you know, in a way which we've... Um, is, but it hasn't been so consistently loud and so consistently, uh, you know, long. So, our idea was to ask questions which provoke thought and which provoke, uh, you know, understanding among Indian football fans that what is right and what is wrong in Indian football and what should be protested for and what should be not protested for. So, at that point of time, there were multiple clubs that were shutting down across the I-League and the ISL. You know, Indian football was in a disarray. You know, people did not know whether they would have a club next year or not. People who had a club were in doubt whether they would have a club next year or not. And, you know, there was immense pressure on the Indian football uh, community, just as individuals. Because, you know, for example, Pune FC sorry, shut down. And Pune FC has a huge, uh, had a good supporter base, Ponijami. So, you know, they were, they didn't know what was happening and they, they were hearing these rumors that Pune FC was going to shut down. And you can imagine what they're going through because they've invested so many time, uh, so many hours and uh, um, whatever it is in, into supporting Pune FC, uh, then Delhi Dynamos. And then, you know, there were threats coming in from Northeast that, you know, uh, I think Shilang had already, uh, Icewall was going to shut down, Nereka is going to shut down, you know, and it was just a mess. And... At that point of time, you know, and also there was this ongoing battle between I-League and ISL. We had two parallel leagues, which is absolutely a shame because you can't keep explaining to people from outside the country that we have two parallel leagues and not tell them that it's not a second division or it's not like, we can't explain to people the logic behind having two parallel leagues for three or four years or five years. You know, it's it's absolutely absurd. Maybe one year as a transition, we can understand. But like for so long, it doesn't make sense. And, you know, there was a, a lot, was a bit of mistreatment going on towards I-League clubs in terms of, you know, uh, the way the sh- timing was being scheduled for the matches and also the, you know, the broadcast and everything and all of that. So altogether, it was just, you know, we felt like, you know, th- that uh, there was there was more concerns about uh, making money and personal interests involved than actually thinking about football which is relevant for the country at that point of time, you know. So, so we asked that question, what matters, money or football? And uh, of course, like, when you ask questions and it hurts people and it pricks the right people, you expect a backlash and there was a backlash uh, from the federation or whoever was in charge of FSDL or whatever it is. And they came and tried to take the banner down, they shut the cameras, they, you know, they did a lot of things. But, you know, at the end of the day, the message was the message and we had to do it to ask the right questions and it it happened that way. So, uh, when we look at clubs, uh, they are turning more into businesses these days. Like, in, in, uh, in the olden times, there was more of culture when it comes to running a club. There was love for the club. But right now, unfortunately, in many cases, we see that it, it has become a commercial business where the clubs have started valuing non-fan sentiment a lot more than, you could say, fan sentiment and fan involvement. 
and there is this misconception amongst clubs that a fan club that you have under the club is basically some sort of a pr agency i'm being very direct in that but uh, there have been instances i have friends in various uh, clubs in isl and in i league and i know for a fact that they receive calls from their club saying that don't say this don't say that on the social media like if you have a fan club those fans have all the right in the world to question the wrong that is happening and when you start looking at your fan club as as a pr agency that, that's where the problem starts because you are looking at a fan club that is a bunch of passionate fans to always keep speaking good about you and never question you when when you are wrong and that has been the case even at an at a national level because the the misconception is so strong that when we are actually living up to our rights and responsibilities and duties that is to ask questions when things are going wrong that's when there's an uproar saying that there's a protest going on this is just normal living this is just exercising our rights as a fan because we give it our everything we give it our money we give it our time we give it our energy emotions everything and then to be treated as a pr agency not just uh, in a specific sense but generally across the board in indian football and even globally that is really a matter of shame yeah i think that's equally important you 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 support at one side but you also need to ask questions you also need to understand what's happening and i mean if there's no uh, nothing like that then you know indian football cannot go forward if there's nobody asking questions and i think it was very important for you guys to do that before we end the episode i would just want to ask you others what is the future of blue pilgrims what are its aspirations what are we looking forward to next and you know tell us more about it for me uh, it is very important as blue pilgrims to start supporting not just fans of you, you could say uh, upper tier clubs those are playing in the isl and like they are very prominent out there in the media but it is equally important to you know expand yourself and start reaching out to clubs that maybe play in the i league there have been many legacy clubs that have been there in indian football but unfortunately shut down maybe because of lack of fan support or beat for whatever reason but it is important to actually reach out to as many fans as possible across the board and start supporting them start understanding the problems that they face once we get to know what kind of problems are faced by fans across india then we can devise a strategy or approach in that way so that we are a much more successful fan base than what we were maybe at the time of inception or even 2 years back or 3 years back that is one point the other is that uh, more than you could say fan support it is also important to keep questioning the wrong that is happening so that is one thing that we will continue doing whenever there is something that is not for the benefit of indian football in the long run especially as a fan who bleeds his everything to support the nation or the club that is something we will continue doing and at the same time supporting every venture out there that is maybe at a small scale level mid scale level there are academies out there who give it their everything to make sure that there's talent coming up our task is to make sure to you know just let it out in the ecosystem that yes there is good happening in the indian football ecosystem and yes we need to support that i think these are some of the points that i would like to mention jo you can add i think others is uh, pretty much summarized uh, most of it in the sense that you know uh, the fact that blue pilgrims is actually an amalgamation of everybody gives us the responsibility to look after everybody you know it's not like you know we just focus on the bigger clubs uh, they actually don't need a help you know they are 
pretty sustainable themselves in the sense, even the fans and also um, the club itself. But we need to look out for the smaller fan clubs, you know, um, especially the ones which are developing nowadays. Say, for example, Mongol Sporting is developing a fan club. You know, then we have Chennai City FC, which has a, has a fan club. So all of these places where they don't, you know, they are still exploring and they need guidance on how to, you know, start a fan group or how to, you know, inculcate the culture of supporting uh, a, a club. You know, what to use and how to go about it. You know, how to make a banner or you know, what kind of chants to use, what kind of tools to use. So that's where we, you know, always say if you need any help, always, you know, for example, we did a great job at in Ahmedabad and after Ahmedabad, you know, automatically the club that was there, they had started a fan club immediately after, you know, they started, uh, I think, Heritage Brigade and Polam Dawadi and from there they came to us ask, asking for help, you know, what kind of, how do we do the banners, how do we do the uh, you know, chants and all of that. So it's, it's important for us to even spread this culture and this identity of uh, football to the remotest corners of the country so that, you know, they in turn can help other people develop that culture of uh, thinking like a fan. So thinking like a fan is, you know, not just coming to the stadium. It's about the thought process you put in week in, week out, the mentality which has to be there all the time, 365 days a year, uh, that you need to change something. You have to be original and you need to change something. So that's only when you have so many people who are thinking they want to change something is when Indian football changes. Okay, if you have people just following one person who wants to change everything, then Indian football is just a bunch of people who are followers, like on social media. But if people want to change something, you know, they will come to the stadium, they will do things which will, you know, for example, you guys are doing a podcast because you want to change something, right? Uh, somebody else is, is starting a page because they want to spread the knowledge, because they want to change something. Then somebody else is starting an academy, they want to change something, right? So we want people to develop this habit of changing something. And Blue Pilgrims is a platform which started with the objective of changing something. So we provide that platform for all other people to come and use this platform because we have a bigger reach now. That okay, you want to us to share something, we will share it because we want you to change something with us. You know, you're not competition. Or you know, so and so is doing something, you're not competition. We work together, so you know, we help each other. Right? So that is the mentality of Blue Pilgrims. It's always been like that. I think um from what you say, it's an individual responsibility as well as a collective uh, coming together that's probably more important and uh, taking care of the clubs that require our help is equally as important as supporting clubs that are winning. Um, so, yeah, I think with that, we've probably gotten a really good grasp of what Blue Pilgrims is all about and why uh, we should all at least join the organization or if not join the organization, support the Indian national team. Uh, thanks, Joey, and thanks, others, for joining us. Thank you, Mehul. Thank you. For uh, I think this was quite informative. And, yeah, and I think whoever is listening in, uh, do check out their Instagram page or you can check out Joey's YouTube page. Uh, the conversation around Ahmedabad, there's a four-minute video that you can watch. It's exceptionally done. So, And you can follow us, Talking Barefoot. Um, that's it from us. Thank you, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.